Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. You know, Pat, as we um, start to record the show today, I, I I'm reminded of the great um lyricist of the 1990s ice cube because he messed around and got a triple double right I, and i feel like that's got to be what elon musk is feeling like right now like he's probably blasting ice cubes um it was a good day on ball on full blast right now huh Please tell me you know Ice Cube's It Was a Good Day. Dude, I don't listen to that kind of music, so no, I, I don't. <sighs> well, anyway, Elon Musk messed around, bought roughly $3 billion worth of uh, Twitter stock and is now the largest shareholder of Twitter Inc., <clears throat> as of this, as of Friday, um, and the disclosure uh, that was made by the FEC. So he now owns nine point two percent of the company. By the way, which is way for Pat more than uh-huh. double, triple. It is almost quadruple the amount that uh, Twitter founder Jack Dorsey owns. So, are are you saying that uh, Elon Musk now more or less owns Twitter? Yeah. See, when you are the world's richest man, um, there are consequences to actions when people 
really piss you off. And uh, considering what Twitter has been doing lately, by the way, somehow you and I have remained on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. Um, considering we've done basically the exact same thing as Tucker Carlson, the people from the Babylon Bee, the Babylon Bee itself, yet we're still there. It It is almost as if the rules only apply or their rules only apply to the blue checkmark set. And it's almost as if their algorithms are useless. Or or you and I just, you know, we're just... Right, we also, the, third, yeah. third rail, we don't have a quote-unquote big enough following. Right. Yeah. Even though I would dare somebody who is not a celebrity to get on Twitter today and get over a thousand followers... I would yeah, dare it's somebody. To, it's impossible mm. because of how Twitter's algorithm is working. Without advertising, without spamming, without doing anything, just organically grow a thousand followers. So now that uh, Elon Musk more or less owns Twitter, which, which I mean, he let's just be honest, he flat out does. Do you think some changes become in Twitter's way? Well, it's funny you ask that because that's that was the question I I have. Now, this all started because on March first off on March twenty fifth, um, Elon Musk put out a poll on Twitter uh, asking if he if we were to believe that Twitter rigorously adheres to its principle of free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Overwhelmingly, like seventy percent. In a very unscientific poll, which is a Twitter poll, the answer was no. And he said the consequences of this poll will be important. Please vote carefully. He then went on to say that given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? Is a new platform needed? People got all in a tizzy over over this. Is he going to create Tesla social media or, or whatever? But I asked this question. With Elon Musk at the helm, is Twitter about to go back to being a platform and not a publisher? Because the beauty of Twitter when it first started, Pat, and, and I was a very early adopter of Twitter. Very early adopter of, of the social media platform. Well, and you, you, you still use Twitter a lot. Yes. And, and because I, I do find it to be the most engaging platform, number one. Number two, it's where the leftists hang out. So you get a good glimpse as to what they're doing and thinking. Because here's the reality, as good as I think Getter is as a, as a platform, right? Mm-hmm. It is an echo chamber. Yep. Very much so. So it, it, for that matter. a great example of this is that not everybody can go live on Getter, right? Not, not everybody could do like if we wanted to publish this show on Getter, we, we couldn't do it without the permission of Jason Miller and, and the execs there. 
you know, they're picking and choosing who they give a live platform to. And so when I take a look at that, I, I yes, it's a platform, but they also are a publisher. Because they're picking and choosing who gets certain parts of the platform and who doesn't. And they're not doing it from a perspective of, hey, you've got X amount of followers, you get this, right? Right. They're doing it from a perspective of editorialism. Editorialism. So I, I just, it would be great if we could go back to the early days of Twitter in terms of how the business is run, in which people are encouraged to speak freely. People are encouraged to have debate. People are encouraged within guideposts that, you know, against harassment and, you know, libel and and all that sort of stuff. Things that are illegal are not in the purview of a platform having to protect your free speech, by the way. Right. If I were to go and say, at Elon Musk, I'm going to murder you, I deserve to be kicked off the platform because I just did something illegal. If I'm distributing child porn on Twitter, bye-bye. Right? Not to mention I should be going to federal pound me in the ass prison for a very long time if that were to be happening. I, I, I Just using these as examples, right? It, it would be fantastic if we could see this happen. I can't wait to see what he does with this. And this is a great reminder to the people who think they're powerful. People in leftist academia, people in leftist culture spheres, people in leftist political spheres, because you're all intertwined together, right? You live in a bubble, just like the people who only interact on Getter live in a bubble or the people who only consume right-wing media live in a bubble and this bubble is about to be popped and it's a good reminder that um poking a bear that happens to have more money than anybody else in the world who can literally own your ass tomorrow you're about to find out the consequences of that. There, there always is the possibility, though, and, I, and I, I'm not trying to like poo-poo on the parade here, but there, there always is this this possibility that Elon's not going to do as much with Twitter as we hope that he does. There is that possibility. Well, so um, so I understand that. I understand kind of that thought process, but Pat, mm. even for the richest man in the world, you don't throw $3 billion down the drain to what? Kill Twitter to just I sit agree. there and have have fun? What, what I'm saying is there's also this possibility that he's not going to do what you and I hope he does with Twitter. He might do some things, but maybe not everything. There might be some other things. There might be some things that he does with Twitter that we may not agree with in the end. 
I, well, I, of, of I'm course, curious but, to see what he does. But it, but he doesn't. He wouldn't. He already signaled what he wants out of Twitter, right? And so, what right. did he do about it? And this is the thing: when when we have a free speech absolutist like Elon Musk is, while he also is politically way further left than than you or I would ever consider being. This is a this is an example of a coalition that needs to work. His main objective here is very clear. It is returning to free speech as a fundamental aspect of Twitter. Now, does that happen overnight? No. But being as he is the largest shareholder, he holds all the cards to change the CEO, to change the upper management, to change the apparatus, to change the focus. And oh, by the way, this is probably just the beginning of his ownership. My guess is he gobbles up a majority of, of the shares, period, in which he, this is just a start, Pat, because you don't become the, so a great example is um, some of the sports teams over in Europe are publicly traded, right? Right, yeah. You don't become the owner of Manchester United just by ponying up money overnight. You become the owner by maybe becoming the largest single shareholder and then scooping up the shares of other shareholders until you become the largest at 51%. Because at that point in time, there are two choices. Either I own the company or the company gets delisted and I own the company, right? Right. So I understand what you're saying in terms of like he might not do everything. I don't expect him to do everything that I would love to see. But at the end of the day, what we do know is the signal from him is he's done with this not being a free speech platform. So, so what do you think his first move ultimately is going to be? His first move is probably firing the CEO. His first move will be to consolidate um, the powers that be in ownership and oust the CEO. Because here's the other part of the equation, Pat. From a business perspective, Twitter is a failing business. Twitter does not have enough advertising. And more importantly, Twitter is hemorrhaging not only engagement, but actual users. Something like only 10% of the American public actually has Twitter. And of that 10%, only 1% actually are active users of it. And so... The way to turn this around is to do what? Re-engage a user base. Why did people join Twitter? Why have people created, you know, user handles and 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 decided to be a part of the platform? Well, originally it was because it was a public square. It was a place for actual debate. It was a place for news and information. And maybe that is where Twitter's future lies, is as a great source of news and information alongside opinion. 
perhaps. So if if the first move is the CEO, I mean, how long do you think it's going to take before we start seeing some of these big changes? Because like like you said, this won't happen overnight. So I mean, is it a month, two months, a year? Yeah, I'm, I. I mean, it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take a little while, obviously, but mm-hmm. I will tell you this. This isn't as strong of a signal as humanly possible um, that this is going on. I guess the other thing, too, is you don't you don't invest three billion dollars into a company. And if you're if you're if your intention is to oust the, the, the current CEO and replace it with with, you know, someone that that shares the the common values or the core values of what Twitter was founded on. You don't invest that kind of money without already having somebody in mind, right? Yeah, and his name is probably Elon Musk. Yeah. Probably. Because for for as much as people think of him as this eccentric individual, he's one of the most brilliant business minds this world has ever seen. That's a fact. He is also one of the most brilliant visionaries this world has ever seen. Why not replace the current CEO with Elon Musk? Mm -hmm. Because who better to create a vision for the future of Twitter than Elon Musk? So what you're saying at the end of the day is is that Twitter actually might be a place for conservatives again. Potentially. It's definitely something to, to watch because... You know, as few people that are engaged on Twitter, there is no question is its power on our popular culture, on our political culture, on our culture, period, amen. It still holds power. How do we know that? Because where do all of the powers that be in this country turn to to find opinion, to find out if if, you know, Put the finger in the air and feel the pulse. It's not Facebook. It's not Getter. It's not MeWe. It's sure as hell's not Truth Social. Which, uh, by the way, Pat. Right. Which, by the way, Pat, did you see what happened to uh, Truth Social this morning? No, because I've never signed up for Truth Social, so I haven't kept track of it. So, so well, no, I, I haven't. Uh, two of its top um, technical executives. They have quit? resigned. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if the grift was on from the get-go, and, and you know, that's the reason why I wanted to, to sign up, not to be engaging on the platform, but to see if it really was actually a decent product or not. Which, by all accounts, no. a- anyone that I've known that's gotten it, that... Uh, I mean... This is how crazy it is. I know people who were beta testers, right? Who right. loved what they had seen. Loved it. Who then still today are on the quote-unquote waiting list. But they were beta testers. Why would they be on a waiting list? Uh-huh. You, you would think that um, all you had to have to do is flip the switch. I also don't understand why there needs to be a waiting list to begin with. If it's truly a great product, wouldn't there need to so, be a, not a waiting list? So 
I, I get where you're coming from, but having been in the tech startup world, right? I get bandwidth that. is is an issue, mm. right? Right. You can't overwhelm the system, right? You can't overwhelm it, and it looks like there were literally hundreds of thousands of people trying to sign up at the same time. So you have to you have to be able to regulate those floodgates, right? You you can't just open the doors and have, you know, it, it would be like. Um, the first Home Depot, having every person who goes to Home Depot in America show up on day one. Fair. You can't I, do that. So uh, you have to be able to to regulate the floodgates, if you will, right? But that regulation of the floodgate should include in a, a roadmap to when you're going to get on. There, there's, right. I mean... This should have been something that you roll out in batches over a course of a week, right? Right. It's uh, been two months, and still beta testers are not what the... And not only that, Pat, but I've shared my story of I couldn't even upload a damn uh, profile picture and get it to save. If if I can't fill out my profile, no. Done. Yeah, what's the point? But I can tell you this. I am going to be very intrigued to watch what Elon Musk does with his largest shareholder status at at Twitter. I, I would expect within a month that we hear of some big changes. I would also suspect that we are about to watch Twitter innovate that's those are my two big predictions twitter is going to innovate its model because elon musk is going to bring in the best the brightest the sharpest minds that he possibly can in this space he is going to get a hive mind together and make this a profitable business because he doesn't invest for shits and giggles right he's not doing that right just to just to throw money away and say haha own the libs while that's important, right? That's a part of this puzzle, but he sees a problem and he's throwing his money to solve the problem. Rather than build something from the ground up, he says, okay, I'm going to take over the biggest, baddest name in the planet. Which which I'm sure he actually considered, by the way, it was actually building his own. I'm sure that was a consideration. He absolutely did. He tweeted that. Ooh. He literally tweeted that. Should we? Should I create a, a different platform? And that's what got people's dander up. Whoa! What is he doing? It'll be interesting to see what happens. I'll tell you that much. Yep. Now, having said all of that, um, do not forget, folks. You can join us. Become a member of the Critical Thinking community. By the way, thank you to our first annual subscriber. Um, but that subscription has gone up because it is the month of April, otherwise known as April to us English speakers. Us English speakers, because I couldn't speak English because I was speaking Deutsch for a second there. But anyway, um, having said that, um, let me just say this. Um, it's gone up to $5 a month. 
or $45. So you're going to get four months for free on us. $5 a month or $45 annually as of this month to become a critical thinker. Um, Now you can join the critical thinking community for free at criticalthinking.locals.com. But if you want to become a subscriber, um, that's a different story altogether. Um, And you'll get the afterthought. You'll get access to the book club, which we're restarting eventually here. Probably next month is my guess, um, just because of some of the things that are going on behind the scenes for both of us with your house and some of the stuff for me. This month just doesn't work. Um, Now, having said that, um, you can also follow us on social media, especially Twitter, at The Coppin Show, at The Pat Oni Show. Uh, Also on Getter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, you know, all those wonderful places. Um, You can find us there as well. And of course, you can always watch us on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, rumble.com backslash critical thinking for the full unedited show. And of course, download the podcast, like, rate, review, you know, that drill. Um, But we have even more to talk about because I didn't get a chance to pull this audio um, this weekend, Pat, but um, the great golden microphone holding Rest in peace, one and only Rush Limbaugh. In oh. October of 2020, as he was, as the Tony Bobulinski, you know, Hunter Biden laptop situation was coming to, uh, to its head in conservative media. As that was going on, as CNN was literally to this day ignoring the words Tony Bobulinski. As that was happening, he predicted a couple of things that the the media would run protection for Joe Biden for as long as Joe Biden was a useful tool for them. As soon as Joe Biden's mental capacity became obviously a liability where it couldn't be controlled in front of the American public, the media, the Hillary Clinton, the Hillary Clinton uh, wing of the party and others would do what? They would come out of the weeds and they would kneecap Joe Biden with this story. Because the missing pieces of the story from the media's perspective link Joe Biden directly to illegal payments, right? Link Joe Biden directly to corruption. And what he said was that he believed there would be a smoking gun moment, a moment in which uh, a flat-out cash payment or some other hidden payment scheme would come out. And the media would be the ones to, the New York Times, the Washington Post, these types of places would be the places in which that information gets leaked out. And it would happen because it's time to take Joe Biden out of office. So that was October of 2020. I would argue that's exactly what we're watching right now. Because over the past week, what have we, or really the past two weeks, the New York Times on paragraph 42 of this glowing piece on Hunter Biden and his ability to pay his back taxes, right? 
and how great of a person he's turned out to be now that he's getting clean and sober and, and paying his debt back to society. Admit everything that people like John Solomon, um, places like the Daily Wire's investigative reporting, places like the Blaze, places like here had been following and reporting on were true. The Hunter Biden laptop story is a hundred percent true. There's literally not a thing. Pat, I want, I want people to understand this. Literally not a single thing that was exposed in 2020 that is not proven true by leftist sources today. Now, we get the Washington Post also admitting the Hunter Biden story to be true. Now, what is what was the biggest the back in 2020, right, Pat? As we looked at this, as this was the maybe the the you know, last minute uh special if you will, right? When we looked back on this, what was the thing we hung our hat on as a collective if you will talking about this story if you can remember what was the the number one thing that we said don't 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 believe us believe whom uh i mean was it was that tony bobolinski no no it was the fact that the three letter agencies oh right had in their own possession the laptop hard drive, right? That right. they were seeking it out. If this thing was fake, if this thing was corrupt, if this thing was a Russian agitprop or whatever, right? If this thing was totally fake, the CIA, the FBI, the DIA, um, the NSA, whomever could have easily debunked it, right? Could have easily come out in front of the American public and said, hey, we we looked into this. We did this for you, and we just we nope, we we uh no, this is totally fake. That, that's not what they've ever done. Now, John Solomon was one of the few people to look into this story hardcore heading into the 2020 election. He happens to be the proprietor, the CEO, the the head honcho of justthenews.com, right? Which I find to be one of the most balanced, unbiased sources I have found. Um, I'm I'm also surprised at Alex Berenson and how unbiased he has been lately um, with some information. And we'll maybe talk about that another time. But I think this is the guy that you have to point to, to not really having a dog in the fight other than the truth. But this weekend, we have... Um, John Solomon reporting that an ex-intelligence officer, spy agency sought Hunter Biden laptop, laptop back in 2020 to see if family was compromised. And the story basically says that a retired intelligence officer notes that a U.S. spy agency asked for his help in the fall of 2020 to try to acquire a copy of the Hunter Biden laptop contents ahead of the presidential election. Okay, that's not the story, though, Pat. The real story 
um, is that the interest was to analyze the hard drive contents for any evidence or patterns of how foreign adversaries were seeking to compromise prominent Americans or their families. And I have always said that this story goes so much deeper than just the Biden family. That the, that the reason they work so hard to bury this story, to try to make sure that CNN never utters the name Tony Bobolinsky or has it searchable on their website. By the way, to this very day, I checked this morning before we went on air. There's still no single mention of Tony Bobolinsky, who happens to be the business partner who can connect all the dots. Nor is there likely ever to be. But this is the key part of the story. What was the crux of the matter? That this can be compromising issues, not just for Hunter Biden or Joe Biden's brother, but for Joe Biden. And when you look at who else has major holdings and major dealings with corrupt governments around the world, Nancy Pelosi's children, John Kerry's stepchildren. Some of the people at the highest levels of our government apparatus are exposed to corruption overseas. And that is ultimately why the interest from these three-letter agencies, which, by the way, the, the source uh, for uh, Solomon refused to name, but we can guess probably which one it is based off of his former employment, which was in the Defense Intelligence Agency. And why would they, you know, of the two, of all of the organizations out there, right? That would be the one that has the the greatest want to check out compromising positions, right? From foreign adversaries. It's not the CIA. That's not the CIA's job. It's not the NSA. Sure as hell is not the FBI. But um, we're talking about retired Army Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, by the way. He says that a three-letter agency came to me and said, hey, we've heard that you have access to a copy of the Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden hard drive. Could we get a copy? And I said, like, do you know what's on there? I mean, we're talking about everything from child porn to, you know, all these issues regarding the president. And they said, we don't care. We want to either confirm or refute it. We want to act factual. We don't have a political dog in the fight. What our concern is, is that if there's compromising information on that hard drive, this is before the election, the president could be compromised to the level of owing either China or Ukraine something. And that is what this three-letter agency was concerned about. Now, he continues in his reporting to say that a U.S. official directly familiar with the effort confirmed the request to Just the News, saying the intelligence community wanted to know if anything on the hard drive had been hacked, whether the Biden family was compromised, and whether there were any patterns about how foreign adversaries were seeking to compromise prominent Americans. Now, the agency did end up abandoning the effort because there were allegedly so many copies of the hard drive floating around that the provenance of it couldn't be established. But a lawyer for the family of John Paul Mac Isaac, the Delaware computer repairman 
turned uh, who turned the laptop over to the FBI in late 2019 after Hunter Biden abandoned it at his shop also confirmed an October 2020 approach from Schaefer. Now a third party. So we've got two people confirming that Schaefer's story is true. We now have a third one who was approached by Schaefer also confirms an effort in the fall of 2020 to get a copy of the laptop for intelligence purposes. All three declined to identify the spy agency, but Schaefer, however, has long ties to the Defense Intelligence Agency, which he allegedly ran, uh, which he alleged ran a secret program called Able Danger that had identified lead 9-11 hijacker Mohammed Atta in advance of the attacks. Now, an intelligence community review confirmed the existence of Able Danger. So when Tony Schaefer speaks, you should probably freaking listen. I am telling you right now, Pat, that this stuff is coming out now and it's safe to come out now because it's time to kneecap Joe Biden. Why? We just saw him go and have the worst foreign trip of any president ever in the history of this country. He almost got us into a nuclear war. He almost um, let that out of the bag when it came to what our troops were or weren't doing in Europe. And then he almost got us to the point of wanting to call for the assassination of a foreign leader. So, so let me ask you this, because, I mean, this is, these are probably the worst gaffes of his presidency thus far, right? They're the most dangerous. That's for damn sure. At least that, at least that. So, so let me ask you this, because we have, often thought that Joe Biden was going to be 25th amendment out or, or be forced to resign within his first year. And we were clearly wrong about that. Right. Mm -hmm. And we we've tried to make these predictions before of, Hey, this is happening. This is going to happen. He's going to get kicked out of office. Come on. going to take over. We, we, we've tried that before. Is that likely to happen here? Or is it more likely that when the GOP retakes the House and Senate in November, that we go through an impeachment process with this president? That's a very good question. Um, I think they just kneecap him. It, it, I mean, it, they should do. So I can see both sides actually happening here. Mm -hmm. And here's how they're going. Here's what's here's what my prediction of what is going to happen. The. It's going to become very clear come August or September that there's no chance in hell. You know, uh, shout out to Vince McMahon and WrestleMania from this weekend, even though it was meh for me. But anyway, um, no chance in hell that the Democrats are going to win. Okay. And it's very likely that the indication is going to be that they're going to lose both the House and the Senate. And as that happens, the ratcheting up of the language of you bet your ass we're going to investigate this and thus the road of impeachment begins that two things are going to happen that Joe Biden will get in front of the American people and tell them that they, that he will not run for president of the United States of America um, he just won't right? right which will do what neuter him He's no longer an effective leader at that point in time. Right. So if you're the um, Republican leaders in the Senate and the House, 
do you go forward with the 25th Amendment and allow Kamala Harris into office? Or do you go forward with an impeachment and put Kamala Harris? This doesn't end well for you either way, is, is kind of my point. So here's what I predict will happen. Like I said, all of these things will happen. Joe Biden will get in front of the American people, throw his hands up in the air and say, hey, um, I, I just can't do this job beyond uh, my one term. Um, he'll try to save face about, you know, ending COVID or whatever the hell he'll try to end, you know, save face with. The American people won't buy it, but he'll try it. Right. Right. Effectively handing the keys over to Kamala Harris. Right. To make kind of the big decisions. Right. Behind the scenes. Okay. And then what we will see is indications of either Hillary Clinton or somebody else, because here's my other question to you, Pat. Who runs in 2024? Because what we saw on that debate stage over the course of the 2020 election cycle were a bunch of nobodies. A bunch of peons. A bunch of wannabe narcissists on that stage. And do you have to have an ego to want to run for the presidency? Absolutely. But ego is not all bad. There's a difference between ego and narcissism. I, I just don't believe that anybody outside of Hillary Clinton has a path to run again. And for the love of America, please don't make it Trump versus Hillary again. For the love of America, don't. But that's my prediction. Hmm. I mean, it's it's a worthy prediction. But as I was trying to say before, this this there's no way this ends well. You either you either continue on with a president that is incapable of being president. Or you put someone to in, in his place that kneecaps him and is an incompetent president and is already the most unlikable vice president, probably argumentably in U.S. history. So you're going to put an unlikable vice president and make them an un, even more unlikable president. There's no way this ends well. No way. Well, I, I don't disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I, I just. What do you do? Do you run the risk of impeachment here? I, I do you know. understand what I'm saying? Like, right. you can't do that if you're Joe Biden. You cannot stomach that. Because if that happens, the whole thing unravels. Right? Right. The reality of the Biden crime family unravels. The reality of Nancy Pelosi's um, ties. The unraveling of John Kerry, the unraveling, because once you pull that thread, it's, it, it, you know, that's that, you know, when when you get a, a ball of yarn or whatever, right? And there's always that one little thread that, that has a different color. That's the, the thread you pull. It's the thread you pull to unravel everything. That That's what we see here. You, you can't abide right. that. So here, that's yeah. what you do, right? You throw your hands up, you'll... You say, "Hey, I'm I, I'm done. I'm I'm not going to do anything after my term is up." 
you've got basically a year, right? Um, and then the 2024 election cycle starts in earnest. So the 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 Republican Party can do what they can in a year. And Kamala Harris is a neutered leader anyway. There's no harm, no foul, as far as I'm concerned. I, I just don't see a, a, I don't, like you, I don't see this ending well for the Democrats in any way, shape, or form. But the lesser of the two evils is that, right? Right. I mean, and, and to, to your point of, you know, what happens in 2024, who do you have on the Democratic side other than Hillary Clinton? I mean, Hillary Clinton will run because she has that itch to scratch, right? She's she'll be seventy seven. Yeah, she's gonna be pushing upper seventies, low eighties at that. point. She'll be eighty one years old if she by the end of a first term. Have we not learned anything, America? Yeah. So, but she'll run because she has that that itch to scratch. Now, here's my prediction: if that happens, Ron DeSantis is the candidate that that the uh, Republicans will look to. Why? Because Trump versus Hillary will remind people of all the things they don't like about Trump. Right? They'll turn that'll turn those voters off even worse. Yeah. Okay. That'll turn those voters off even worse. So you run a Ron DeSantis who won't put up with her bullshit, right? But also won't look like a misogynist at the same time. Right. He is the smartest politician when it comes to these things. He'll attack the policy. He won't attack Hillary. And you think that Ron DeSantis won't stand up to the Hillary Clinton machine? Look what he's doing in Florida. He has turned Florida so freaking red so fast. It is, I've never seen that politically in my entire life. This went from an absolute swing state of like a thousand or two thousand or three thousand votes one way or the other, given which way the wind blows or or whomever decides to stay in the state that year, right? Right. To literally leading the closest Democrat candidate by sixteen points in the latest poll. He won by less than six thousand votes, if I remember correctly. I mean, he's up for re-election this year, right? Next year. Oh, is it next year? Yep, 2023. They have it in the, in the odd years? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. I believe so, at least. But okay. I, or, well, maybe it is this year. But either way, whoa, Nelly. Um, so that would be my prediction there. But before we get out of here, Pat, we have one more thing we got to do. We have got to play the B or not the B. We've got to win some more of uh, Dominic Gizzle's totally legit money. Let's do it. All right. Lay that headline on me, please. All righty, then. A German dude got vaxxed 87 times, allegedly, as part of a plot to sell vaccine passports to people who didn't want to get the jab. A German dude who got vaxxed 87 times, allegedly, as part of a plot to sell vaccine passports to people who didn't want to get the jab. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew, uh, this is a good moment to remind you to tune in to the Rants of Izzo every single Monday through Friday. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it starts at 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time over on YouTube. 
Um, they're still working out some of the kinks behind the scenes to get the podcast up and going because uh, apparently uh, Izzo doesn't like technology or technology doesn't like Izzo, one of the two. Probably a combination of the both because who really does yeah. like Izzo anyway? Besides Common Sense, Ashley, and even that's debatable. <laughs> now, please tune into the ranks of Izzo. Having said that, I'm about to take $100 of Izzo's money because this is not the B. Are you sure? Absolutely. You would be correct, sir. This is not the B. Because I saw this on a different um, news. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. damn it. I hate it when you do that. I, I didn't see um, it on not the B. I saw it on a different news source. Oh, well, I mean, fair enough, but still, still sucks for me. I, mean, I always like it when we can at least make the headlines a little bit challenging. Uh, so I got a couple of things to say about this story, Pat. Yeah. Bravo to this uh, entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Bravo. <laughs> you calling him, are you, is he an entrepreneur or a drug addict? I can't decide which. Well, he's not a drug. You can't get addicted to getting the getting the vax. Well, that's okay. Fair enough. But still, I mean. At least chemically guy, addicted to it. Could you? He's poisoning himself right i mean 87 right. times right but he also turned it into money he's the one this who took literally all bad. the risk here he's the one who took yeah. all the risk right all the physical risk in the world and uh found a way to make money which okay props right mad congratulations props, but also dude what you doing to your body I was going to say, is this worth it? Because this doesn't seem worth it to me. On the other hand, this might also tell us the vaccine is safe. You know, that's actually true. I didn't think about it. Like, it, it won't way. kill you. Mm -hmm. Right? It just might not do anything to you. On the other hand of this, it, it, if you take it and, and, uh, and it, it literally, I would laugh my ass off if this dude also got COVID. Oh, that would, that actually would be hilarious. But, uh, apparently he's, um, under, under investigation at this point. Um, well, yeah, it's also highly it, illegal. Yeah, but come on, this is but, hilarious. Like, but I, it's I also even... an example of civil disobedience too. Right? It is. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. All right. <coughs> so big up on everybody involved in this, because I'm all for a little, little civil disobedience when it comes to the COVID insanity. All for it. So, hey, if you want to jab yourself 87 times to make money while other people get to say, ha ha ha, I circumvented your bullshit. Good for you. I wish this told me which vaccine that he did it 87 times with. I, I think it it's the Pfizer vaccine. I think that's the number one vaccine in, in, uh, in Germany. My question is how sick did you get? Because everyone I've ever met that's ever taken the Pfizer vaccine has gotten slightly sick after their first and then really sick for a couple of days after their second. Same thing with the Moderna. Yeah, so, so I mean, they have the BioNTech, Pfizer, they also have Moderna, they also have uh, Novavax, uh, Moderna, and the AstraZeneca in there. But I believe that Pfizer is the number one. Yeah, so I'm just curious, I, I would be curious to see, I mean, did, did he take a cocktail of all of the different vaccines? God, that, that'd be amazing. 
<laughs> I, 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 the, he he needs to be scientifically studied. I, that's that's the thing. Like your uh, your punishment for this, probably mm-hmm. a fine, and uh, you must subject yourself to further study. No, 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 no fine. He's subjected to the study without pay. No, you fine him exactly what he made. Oh, that would be evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, the that, point. that's evil. The state yeah. should do that. But anyway, yeah. that having been said, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show? Uh, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And uh, let's go Brandon Kneecaps. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. <laughs> as always, Matthew 547. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.